Hey, this is Tyler Johnson, pastor of Mission Church located in Walnut Creek, California. I want to say thank you for tuning in. I hope this podcast inspires you, encourages you, and helps you live the life God called you to live. Enjoy. Mission Church, Pastor Tyler here. Welcome to the very last service of 2020. 52 weeks, 10 in person, 42 online. If you would have asked me in Jan- on January 1st, 2020, oh, what are your dreams? What do you see for Mission Church? I wouldn't have said 42 services online. But here's what I know. God has a plan. We're working through it. Uh, and here's what I've realized in 2020. Man, God still wanted us to learn a lot of things in 2020. Our whole staff, what I've asked them to do is, uh, when we come back together in 2021, to write down five to 10 things that they've learned through 2020. And, and what I love about this Knowing God series is we're in the Gospel of John and Picture this with me. Picture one of the 12 disciples. Jesus said to you, come follow me. You dropped your nets. You dropped your accounting job. You dropped your teaching job. You dropped whatever job, and you just decided to follow God. And as you were walking with him, just picture the disciples hanging out with Jesus. You would have an assumption of what Jesus valued, but the more you hung out with them, you would actually understand really what he valued and really what he'd want for your life. I pictured them the very first time uh, seeing him put in uh, bread and, and fish and multiplying it and thousands of people eating it. All of them probably like, oof, Jesus loves to put on a show. Oh, he loves it. They probably thought that. Oh, he loves big crowds. Look how big that crowd is. But the very next story, if you know the Bible, he goes across the, the, uh, the sea and he goes to the, the tomb, uh, the tombs and finds a, a man p- uh, possessed by demons. He goes for the one. And I think more and more the disciples hung out with Jesus, they had these Amazing moments where like, wow, Jesus cares about the one. I think of Peter on the water. And when he's sinking in the water and Jesus grabs his hand and says, oh, you have little faith. I wonder if that was the day Peter decided, I will never doubt again. I wonder if that was the day that Peter says, if faith is important to my God, it's going to be important to me. Well, here's what happened in 2020. I think all of us learned some things that we didn't maybe value the way we should have came to the very top. And so what I want to do is I'm going to pray. I'm going to share three things. I'm going to share a celebration from 2020. Yes, there is a celebration that happened in 2020. I'm going to share some vision for 2021 as your senior pastor of where we're going, uh, what's going on with building stuff. And the last one, at least, I'm going to share with you my first thing that I've learned in 20, uh, 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 what I learned in 2020. And then after that, we have uh, some of our team, ask some of our team to share what they learned. So you're going to see me for about five minutes. Then you're going to see uh, another staff member, another staff member, and you're going to get a ton of wealth, a ton of wisdom of what they learned in 2020. Does that sound good? All right, let's pray. God, I thank you for what you're doing at Mission Church. Uh, this is going to be a fun one. Uh, last message of 2020, we are going to um, mine the depths of the wisdom of what you were trying to show us in this year and what you want for us. So God, I pray right now that my words will fall to the floor and that, God, as our team speaks today, God, that we'd be ready to learn what you have for us. Oh, we love you, we love you. And everybody said? Amen, amen. So here's my celebration for 2020. Now you say, Helen, can you celebrate 2020? Let me read you a verse, uh, James 1, 2 through 4. Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face many trials of many kinds. I feel like the new verse should say, if I was going to write a new translation today, like the message, I'd say, consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face 2020. You know what I'm saying? Whenever you face that COVID. Um, Uh, trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. Stop. Man, I I feel like 2020 was one big test. I feel like it was a shaking for the church. I feel like it was revealing things in the church. And here's what I'm celebrating. I am more convinced than ever that I'm in the right place at the right time with the right people. 
I believe it. I believe watching what was happening in the Bay Area and watching people not knowing where to turn, watching just the depravity of mankind, watching the brokenness of this Bay, I said, ooh, God, I'm never leaving California. This is my home. The Bay is where you put me. We are gonna see revival in this region. Come on, Mission Church. I wanna hear some real quick. 2020, there was a shake in your life. 2020, things happened. But here's what happens in that shaking. You get some things solidified. Some, 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 some relationships solidified. Some toxic things got passed on. Oh, you gotta celebrate that God shook us in 2020. Shaking's not a bad thing. Oh, God loves to refine through tests, test reveals. So that's my celebration for 2020. Let me give you a little bit of vision for 2021. I wrote down a lot of things. I wish I could memorize it, but I couldn't, so I'm gonna read a little bit, forgive me. So uh, if you are new to our church, uh, we are a two and a half year old church plant. Uh, two years and maybe eight months now, I think, or something like that. Uh, nine months. Maybe 10 months. I don't even know. It's, uh, it's COVID. I don't even know. Maybe we're 100 years old. Let's see. Uh, we're two years and change. And so um, uh, if you're brand new, um, we meet online right now. We are meeting at Las Lomas. Um, but we're a baby church plant. But God's done an amazing thing in our couple of years. Uh, our growth has been uh, nothing short of a miracle. One of my favorite questions when we were, when we were meeting, people would ask me, how did you do this? And I would always laugh, like, uh, how did I do this? Oh, we put out mailers, and then we, uh, we did this, and, and, and then boom, 800 people. Uh, no, that's not actually what happened. I believe God breathed on something for such a time as this. And, and so our little baby church plant uh, grew to a size that would be abnormal for its age. And so what happened with that is it's hard to find venues when you're looking for a venue to seat 1,000 people in a couple services. And so... COVID happened, and we've emailed a ton of uh, different places, contacted all the theaters in Walnut Creek. Uh, we have um, uh, offered churches uh, uh, money to be able to maybe meet at their place on, on night services or maybe after they're done in the morning. We've tried to get creative, of course. Uh, another thing, we've been cautious, um, but we have been knocking on doors to purchase buildings. And, and so I want you to know we're doing everything we can to find a home. Oh, I miss meeting like crazy. Um, but it was a couple of things that we realized as we started knocking on doors. I'll be honest, we're a two and a half year old church plant. We have money saved up. Our heart for the house last two years, people have given generously. So we have that money just sitting right there, ready to go and invest in a building. Uh, so then we went to a loan um, uh, company to see if we can get a, a church loan to buy, uh, buy a church. Said, hey, I'm looking at a building. Uh, it's this much money. Uh, can we get a loan? And they told me how much money we'd need. And I realized uh, the first time we're a few million dollars short. So if you're wondering why we haven't bought the building yet, it's because you haven't wrote the million dollar check yet. Okay, um, and so here's the three things I'm believing for our church. One is I'm believing for a miracle building that the prices would be so good that we could buy it right now in the state we're at. That would, that would, that would be, that's option one. Everybody say miracle building, amen. Come on now. Second thing I'm thinking is maybe there is gonna be some miracle gifts. Some people you're watching right now saying, man, I wanna help Mission Church get into a home and you're gonna write a, a miracle check. I believe that miracle checks do come in. I've heard of miracle checks coming into churches. Maybe that's what's gonna happen. Or there's just gonna be a miracle wave where just a bunch of people wanna be generous and they give above and beyond. That's why we're doing Heart for the House uh, the, the last two weeks. If you're somebody watching right now and you're like, man, like, I'm trying to see where I can get my year in giving. Oh, I would just ask you to pray about sowing into Mission Church and believing that you could sow into helping us buy a building. So that's where we're at with our building. We're looking, uh, we're gonna have a home. Uh, it's one of the most stressful things as a senior pastor, but the more and more we've done this, uh, this is what's so cool about our journey. I just got to celebrate real quick, is we uh, were in a little place for six weeks because uh, we couldn't find a place to meet. It was a little uh, garden heather farm. It's where they like to do like little events. And uh, by the sixth week, we had already grown out of it and we needed a new spot. And on the seventh week, we had found a new place called Heather Farm for Easter. And it was just the right size for that amount of people for that Easter. But then we grew out of Heather Farm and right in the nick of time, we found Las Lomas. In the midst of that, we had to get kicked out a handful of times. And I just, I just have faith in my God. 
I have faith in Jesus. He's gonna put us where we're supposed to be, like even this place. Oh, this place is a gift right now. Oh, the heater doesn't work, I'm freezing, but it's a gift. Oh, we love it. It's, it's such a financial gift. Uh, so that's our 2021 vision. Be praying that we get a miracle building or a miracle check or a bunch of miracle people that wanna sow into heart for the house, okay? That's a 2021 vision. Now uh, now we're gonna get to the, the, the sermon part of the, the service. Now. Each person is just going to share something they learned from 2020. Something that they valued maybe a little bit or a lot, but now they're going to value it on a whole other level. Something that God revealed to them that, like, man, this is so important for God's disciples uh, to know. So here's the thing I learned in 2020. I learned that discipleship is of the utmost importance when you're building your house, when you're building the church. Uh, now, you may have noticed uh, how important it was to me because I preached a 10-week series. The longest series I ever preached was on discipleship. But even when I got done with it, I was like, God, like, it's not a series, it's, it's gotta be our lifestyle. It's gotta be the way, way we live our life. It's gotta be the way we put our calendar together. It's gotta be the way that we, we have coffees with people. It's gotta be at the forefront of our mind. And, and I find it comical that God only gave the church one mission and our church is mission church. One mandate, go make disciples. And the thing that I learned most of all that I wanna do better as a pastor, and this is, you'll, you'll find this comical. Of course, I wanna teach people to pray more. That's gonna be one. I want to teach people how to read the word more. Oh, they need to learn how to read the word. I want to teach people how to serve better. I want to teach people what it means to really be a worshiper, all, all, all the above. But the thing that I found out that is the most important is I need to become a, a great inviter on the journey. Discipleship doesn't happen without the invitation. I, I think of all the disciples. What was Jesus' thing? He's like, just come with me. Just come build a house. So what's going to happen in 2021 a lot, Mission Church? You're going to hear me say this all the time. Hey, come build with us. Hey, come build with us. Hey, come to our service early. Come set up. Come be a part of this. There's something about saying yes to the invitation. You want to become a disciple? You got to say yes to the invitation. Hey, come follow us as we follow Jesus. Come be a disciple with us. That's it. It's that simple. We're going to invite like crazy. Uh, Shane and I always talk about, we always feel like we're putting people out when we ask them to do something at church. Like, hey, would you mind helping serve God's house? Is that okay? Uh, if you don't have anything in the way. And I read the Bible. It is not a punishment to, to ask somebody to come become a disciple. It's the greatest privilege. So I'm gonna invite like crazy this next season. That's the biggest thing I learned in 2020. At least one of them, I got 10 of them written, uh, but that's the one you get today. And now uh, I'm gonna pass it on to the man, the myth, the legend, our production pastor, one of my favorite people on the planet, Shane Russell. You're gonna see him in just a second. Hey church, good morning. Thank you so much, Pastor Tyler. Um, my name's Shane, and one of the, the, the biggest things that I've just been thinking about so much this year and that the Lord has been teaching me is just how much we need each other, right? And I know it sounds simple, um, and, and you can you know, go as simple as just, you know, we need our friends and our family, right? I don't think I've used the phone app on my phone more <laughs> this year than ever in my life, right? All the phone calls, all the, all the FaceTimes, all the video stuff, and it is not the same. It is not the same as, as being there in person, but it is something, and it is better than, than nothing. Um, but the, the biggest part, place that I've seen this this year of just how much I need other people uh, is just in... Uh, my work here at Mission Church. Because um, if you remember, right before uh, the, the shutdown, the lockdown and everything, we had an awesome team serving every Sunday morning. It would, we had the trailers would show up and just a thousand people would show up to unload the trailers and, and set up the church and just make a place for people to come and experience Jesus, right? It was only because of, of the, the Lord working in our church and, and the people who were there to serve. Um, but then uh, the shutdown came 
and uh, basically everything changed, right? We went from being uh, mission church Sunday mornings, you know, pop-up church to mission studios, right? We're recording everything. And spoiler alert, if you don't know, we haven't actually been streaming these live on Sunday. <laughs> we pre-record them during the week and then we stream them on Sundays. So good morning, good Sunday morning. <laughs> um, but when that first happened, I, I just was having to learn everything uh, kind of on the fly, right? From uh, setting up the, the cameras and the lights uh, to even like the little lyrics down at the, the bottom of the, the screen for worship. Um, and so for the first few weeks, I was doing everything by myself, which is not the right way to be doing it. Um, so I remember talking with Pastor Tyler uh, and he, he, was, he was checking in, how you doing, Shane? And I remember telling him, man, I, I just got to rest my eyes because I have been looking at screens literally the whole week. And I was, I was just going out for walks in the hills, like, Lord, heal my eyes. Um, <laughs> But, but that's when he was like, well, how, why don't you start asking some, uh, some of the team to help out? And then I thought, that is a great idea. This man's a genius. And so over the next few weeks, uh, it went from me doing it by myself to us doing it as a team. And uh, our youth pastor, Joe, he became the world's best cameraman. He was on Google looking up videos right on YouTube. How do, how, what are the tips and tricks to being an awesome cameraman? And you can, you know, thank him for a lot of the, the beautiful shots, you know, during worship and everything. Um, and then depending on the week, uh, Pastor Tyler, Pastor Rachel, they're in the back working the little video switcher and cutting between all the angles and, and making it look good. Um, and then... And then our kids pastor, Josh Harper, this guy has basically become a full-on Hollywood director. He's just in the room. He's calling shots. He's like, let's get those, let's get those uh, cameras rolling. Go get the lights. He's doing this a lot. And uh, <laughs> he's got, you know, the, the little clapper sticks, the, the slate, you know, take one. Um, and so, so much, all of our team have just come together, uh, to, honestly, to, to help me do a lot of this stuff that I was doing by myself. And it's just crazy because when I was doing it by myself, uh, it took almost the whole week, you know, of, of editing, right? We had shoot days and, you know, showing up to set up the lights and all this stuff. Um, and it, it took the entire week. But then when we came together as a team, all of this stuff, for the most part, we were able to do in one evening. And so, you know, I think about the practical side of that, right? Of how when I invite people into my life to help me and to be a part of my life, these things that take me forever, uh, practically, even camera stuff, right? We can get done uh, a lot sooner, just even on Sunday mornings, right? Um, you know, I, I could try to set up, you know, Las Lomas by myself. It'd be a very foolish move. And it would probably take me the entire Saturday before Sunday to make it happen. But because of our awesome team, right? All the wonderful people at Mission Church who were there to serve, set up, and will be there, uh, you know, in the, in the coming months, um, you know, we're able, it was crazy. It's a miracle, right? We were able to set up everything, all the lights, all the sound in basically an hour. And then the band would start practice and we'd have our services and then we'd get out of there in an hour, right? There are Sundays where it's like the, uh, the theater department has a show coming up in 15 minutes. So we got to pack everything up and get out of here. Um, so there's the, the, the practical side, right? You can see that having people in your life helps you get stuff done faster. But I, I, I've even thought a lot about, and the Lord's been speaking to me about the, the spiritual side of that, right? And how any time in my life where I've needed breakthrough, I've needed the Lord to, to help me get out of a way of thinking, to get out of bad habits, to, to find freedom in my life. It's only the times, it's only in the times of my life where I've welcomed people and invited people into my life that I've actually been able to, to find uh, that breakthrough and be able to, to get over those things. And 
what I've tried to do on my own, maybe for years I could never do, but when I invited someone into my life, that's when I found the freedom. And so I just wonder if there's anyone this morning who maybe you've got big goals for 2021. I'm going to do this. I'm going to stop doing these things that I've been doing my whole life. Uh, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to wake up early. I'm going to get super ripped. Um, I just want to encourage us this morning. Don't do it by yourself. One, you can try and it's probably not going to work, right? It just, most of the time for me, it never works to do it by myself. But what you'll find when you invite people into your life, it's so much more fun. It's so much more fulfilling. And again, those things that you've just toiled on your whole life, when you invite people in to help you, you just get through it so much faster, right? That's where you find uh, what you're looking for. Um, So I hope that spoke to someone this morning. Mission Church, I love you so much. I miss you. I cannot wait to actually see your faces, which we will soon. We will in 2021, in Jesus' name. Uh, But up next, we got our awesome uh, children's pastor, Josh Harper. Here you go, Josh. Hey, thanks, Shane. Love you, man. Hey, um, Mr. Church, don't adjust your screens right now. I'm, I'm camouflaged into the screen behind me on purpose. Um, we're going to do some uh, special effects later. But um, all right, uh, what did I learn in 2020? Um, 2020 didn't go as planned, right? Uh, I don't think I, I, I speak for um, uh, just myself. I think that was for everybody. Uh, 2020 didn't go as planned. So what did I learn? Um, my response is huge. How you respond um, to things not going your way, um, when people frustrate you, when people post things that you have a feeling towards. Uh, how do you respond? You know, all these things in 2020. Um, and so, uh, so yeah, I think, I think my posture um, is the biggest thing that, that I think the Lord was working on um, with me. So uh, my wife and I have uh, three beautiful children at home, hashtag blessed. Um, and when the two older ones um, uh, were just learning to talk, uh, one of the first words that they both, both learned was, was no, uh, after mommy and daddy, of course. Um, uh, but it was no. Uh, and so it'd be like, hey, Berlin, can you go uh, pick up your toys? No. Um, oh, hey, Cannon, can you, uh, uh, can you finish your dinner? No. And then Dev and I would look at each other and be like, oh my gosh, this is so cute. They're so sassy. I love it. I love it. Uh, they're six and four now. It's not cute anymore. Uh, so I feel like Dev and I's parents are all, like constantly uh, trying to correct their response. Uh, that was an incorrect response. Let's show you the correct response. Um, uh, so as parents, we're, we're constantly just trying to um, get them to have the right posture towards us. Um, and I really feel that that's what the Lord was working on um, uh, in me was, was my spiritual posture. Um, you know, how, how was I um, uh, responding to the things that were going on? How was I responding to other people? How was I responding uh, to even him? Um, and I think posture is interesting because uh, when, there, when there's a posture issue, there's usually a muscle issue, uh, right? Even in our physical bodies, um, uh, if your muscles aren't, 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 aren't strong enough, you know, it's, it's hard to hold your body up. Uh, so what do you do? You have some, some exercise, you try to strengthen your core, strengthen your back, um, and you'll start to see some progress. Um, I think there's some very practical ways to help yourself uh, become spiritually stronger. Um, you got to build some muscles up. Um, and it's just back to the basics, right? Um, I think you got you to build your spiritual muscle uh, in prayer. You got to build your spiritual muscle muscle, muscle in, in worship. Um, you got to build your spiritual muscle, muscle, sorry, um, in, uh, uh, in, in reading God's word. And I think those three things, um, will help you in your spiritual posture, uh, to respond the correct way. Um, so I just have a couple of verses that I want to read to you, um, with those three things. Uh, 1 Thessalonians 5, uh, 17, pray continually. Some, some translations say pray without ceasing. Very practical, right? Just pray all the time, build that muscle. Start small, and then just it becomes a habit. It becomes a muscle uh, that you can just uh, start to get stronger. Um, your muscle in worship. 
Let's go to, uh, what does David have to say about it? Uh, Psalms 95, 6. Come, let us bow down and worship. Let us kneel before the Lord, our maker. Even that posture of kneeling, even that posture of, of raising your hands, um, uh, grow yourself, strengthen that muscle of worship. Um, uh, I mean, he is worthy to be praised. That should be a daily thing that we do, and it should become uh, something that we just love to do, that we get to do. We're so excited to do it. Um, and then last but not least, uh, let's go to Joshua 1, 8. I didn't write it. We just show the name. Uh, Joshua 1.8. Um, Keep this book of the law always on, your li- always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. Read it every day. Get in God's word every day. Those three things are huge. And I guarantee you, if you start to build those muscle uh, of prayer, worship, um, uh, and reading God's word, your spiritual posture will just start to, um, uh, to, to stand up and to start walking upright. There's so many verses uh, in the Bible that talk about walking upright. Well, your spiritual posture needs to be upright as well. Um, so, so yeah, that, those, those are my big things for 2020. It's just your response, your posture. Um, I feel like, I mean, it's so easy to get physically uh, unfit, right? Well, same thing with spiritual um, uh, uh, fitness. Let's, you know, as a church, let's just, let's just grow in this next season. Let's, let's, let's get uh, spiritually stronger in a lot of different areas. Um, uh, yeah, I'm so excited um, for, for what God's gonna do uh, with our church in the next season here. So, um, but yeah, I, I love you guys. Uh, miss you guys, like, like Pastor Shane said. I can't wait to meet with all of you. Uh, shout out, miss your kids. Miss you guys as well um, so much. Uh, the Mission Kids team, love everybody. Um, uh, yeah, so I just hope that blesses someone uh, today. I hope that what God's doing in me uh, can bless somebody else today. Um, and then now I have the privilege of, of uh, introducing our next um, speaker, and it's our wonderful uh, worship pastor, Mrs. Lisa Bowler. Well, good morning again, Mission Church. This is so fun to be able to just share what God has been speaking to us and teaching us throughout the year. Wasn't that great what we just heard from Josh? That was so good, Josh. You're the best. So good. What I have learned this year in 2020, what God has been teaching me, what he is still teaching me, because I am a work in progress, is to be content no matter the circumstance. And that has been a hard lesson for me to learn throughout my life. But even more in 2020, how many of you just felt like, man, anything that you have just battled, like, spiritually your whole life, it just got like condensed in 2020. Like all of those things that you thought like, "Eh, I made some progress here. 2020 just kind of brought it all back to the surface. And I just kept going back to this verse just as the year started to unfold, you know, March happened. We're like, okay, this is weird. This is, uh, this is okay. We can, we can get through this. And it just started getting weirder and weirder and crazier and crazier. And I just kept going back to this verse And as the year went on, it just started to mean more and more to me to the point where I look at it now almost every day. And it's in Philippians 4, in verse 11 and 12. And the Apostle Paul is speaking these words in prison. And here's what he says. He says, For I have learned to be content whatever the circumstances. I know what it is to be in need, and I know what it is to have plenty. I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. And that's a big statement in any context. It's an even bigger statement when we think about the fact that Paul is saying this in prison. He's imprisoned. He's facing starvation. He's possibly facing death. And that's when Paul is telling us, guys, I have it figured out. I have contentment just on lock. And that, that makes no sense to me. So that immediately just caught my attention. Like, Well, I want to know what the secret is, Paul. Like, spit it out. And you get to the next verse. What's the secret, Paul? The next verse is 
probably one of the most famous verses in the whole Bible. I think earlier this year, Pastor Tyler said it was the most tattooed verse in all of Christianity. And it's, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So I was like, I love that verse, Paul. But where was the secret? Where was the secret about how to be content? You kind of just skipped straight to the famous verse. And I maybe should have figured this out a little sooner, but just like digging in over and over to that passage of scripture this year, I realized that is a complete thought that the secret of contentment lies in what he says directly after that he can do all things through Christ who strengthens him. And I'd always just thought of those as two separate things. Like I know this verse, I've learned to be content in any and every situation. That's nice. And I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. That's nice too. And I just never connected them and realized that when Paul is saying, I can do all things, he's actually referring back to what he listed. He says, I can live with a lot or I can live with nothing. I can be well-fed or I can be hungry. I can go through the best of times or I can go through the worst of times. It doesn't matter. My contentment will not change because my strength isn't coming from my inner strength. I'm getting my strength from the Lord. I'm getting my strength from Jesus. And just what I started to see was that Paul was somebody who knew how to strengthen himself in the Lord. And you can call it a practice, you can call it a rhythm, you can call it an art, whatever you want to call it. But it's just what God has been teaching me this year to learn how to strengthen myself in the Lord. And that would be my question just to you, Mission Church. Do you know how to strengthen yourself in the Lord? And when I just, I thought, well, let's just dig a little deeper. Let's see what else Paul says and does in prison. Because I learned that Paul's in prison quite a bit of the New Testament while he's writing it. He's in prison a lot. And if he's not in prison, he's in some other horrible situation. And all the time he says, I'm content. So I started looking through and just seeing like, what else does Paul say when he's in this place of imprisonment and starvation and isolation? Obviously, none of those things we've faced quite to the extent that Paul has probably in 2020. But the isolation, the disappointment, the abandonment, the disillusionment, the discouragement. We've faced that. So I just wanted to see like, okay, what, what is Paul doing when he says, I've learned the secret and it's being strengthened in the Lord? What, what is it? What's he doing? And he's in prison. We see all throughout the New Testament that while he's in chains, he's singing hymns. He's lifting up praise to the Lord. He's singing at the top of his lungs. He, just like Josh said, he's praying without ceasing. He's encouraging himself with the truth that he knows about Jesus. He's spending time in his presence. And that just, you know, for the beginning of 2020, every time something new and crazy would happen, I, I, my rhythm and routine, and I, you know, I've walked with the Lord a long time. I'm in my word. I'm in prayer. I love being in the presence of God. Obviously, I love worship. But my rhythm in the beginning of 2020 was something crazy would go down, and I would freak out, maybe cry a little, and then call a bunch of people I knew to complain and commiserate about it. Can anybody else relate? That was my rhythm. And I would pray eventually. Eventually, I would bring it to the Lord. And I just started to get into this place where just strengthening myself in the Lord became the knee-jerk reaction. And the contentment that came out of that, the strength that came out of that, it was real. It was so real for me. So now, like, 2020 is almost over. So hopefully, you know, we're safe. We're good. There's only a couple more days left. But I just got in this rhythm where no matter what new crazy thing would happen, my knee jerk was, I got to go be with Jesus. I just got to go get with Jesus. I got to see his perspective on this. I got to spend time with him. I got to encourage myself. So I got my go-to worship song. I got my go-to passages of scripture. Because sometimes it's an emergency. Like I don't have time to be in Leviticus. I got to just go to the thing that's going to speak to me right now and get me through this day. So I have those bookmark in my Bible. I have the song I go to. I have a list of things that I'm thankful for that I keep adding to. Another thing that Paul did in prison, he just thanked 
thank the Lord for people and for things. And just this rhythm started to develop. And I can just tell you, it's really true. It's a promise of God that he says, when you give Jesus that time, when you go deeper, when you pursue him, he wants to give you a contentment that can't be shaken. He wants to give you a contentment that's irregardless of the circumstances around you. And it says he wants to strengthen you. So I just want to encourage you, Mission Church, however your 2020 is ending, that that is a promise from God. He wants you to be content in only Jesus, and he wants to give you strength for whatever it is you might be facing. I just want to pray for you. God, I just pray, Lord, that this encouragement, this truth that you showed me, God, that it would just minister to someone this morning, Lord. I pray for our church, Lord. I pray for the people of our church, God, that you would give us a rhythm of finding our strength in you, of going to you and letting you strengthen us. Would you strengthen anyone who's going through a hard time? Would you give them that contentment that you promise in Jesus' name? Amen. Well, Mission Church, I'm so excited to see you in 2021. I can't wait. I'm also excited for who you're going to hear from next. It's our amazing youth pastor, Joe Little. So enjoy. Well, thank you so much, Pastor Lisa. Wasn't that an amazing word from Pastor Lisa? It was so great and so encouraging. And I know that we're just so thankful for you as a church. Can we just for a second, just put in the comments, just, just keep going as, as how amazing that was and what an amazing word Pastor Lisa just gave. Just give it a few more seconds. Shout her out, show her some love. Well, my name's uh, Joe Little. I'm the youth pastor here at Mission Church. And the biggest thing that I've learned this year during 2020 is that the presence of God is the goal. You see, the presence of God is the goal. There's a story in the Bible where the people of Israel had made some mistakes. And because they had made some mistakes, they decided that they were going to make an altar. And back in these times, the altar was a place where people would sacrifice things to God and they would do all of these things so that God would forgive them for their sins and they could have a relationship with him. But the leader of Israel at this time decided that, you guys, we're going to make an altar. You know, we've made some mistakes, but we're going to make an altar. But it's not going to be an altar that, that we sacrifice things to. It's, it's not going to be an altar that we, you know, try to earn our righteousness with. But, but this altar is going to be different. This altar is going to be an altar that reminds us that God is with us. And I love this because something that would have been used for self-righteousness or, or self-promotion or, you know, showing how good you are, maybe even how bad you are, is now being used to remind you the importance of the presence of God. And I think sometimes we use God to get to things, don't we? Maybe we use God to get to our dreams. We, we use God to get the promotion. We use God to get into the relationship, to get into our dream college. But what if God isn't supposed to bring you closer to your dreams, but your dreams are supposed to bring you closer to God? What if the goal isn't to get the promotion or to get the college or, or to get into the relationship, but the goal is to actually be put in a position where you know and understand that God loves you and God has a plan for your life and that God's presence is with you wherever you may go. And that's been the biggest thing that I've learned in 2020, that although the world might want you to focus on a ton of different things, the goal has and always will be to be in the presence and the love and the mercy of God. Well, we've already had such an amazing Sunday here at Mission Church, and you know we're going to end it with a bang. We have Pastor Rachel Johnson, our lead pastor, ending it out. So go ahead and stay tuned. Pastor Rachel has such a special word for you. Good morning, Mission Church. It's so good to be here with you. My phrase for 2020 is, everything is botanical. Everything is botanical. Now, I know I probably lost a lot of you already because most of us in the Bay Area are not farmers, right? We didn't grow up in a farming culture. We don't live in a farming community like a lot of previous generations did. So 
botanical references have kind of lost some of their weight, some of their significance, some of their impact. But the truth is the Bible is absolutely chock full of references that equate our spiritual growth with something botanical, or in other words, something that uh, grows like a plant. So now I am a uh, city girl through and through. I grew up in Los Angeles, concrete jungle. And a few years ago, I decided to pick up gardening as a hobby, you know, stress relief. I thought it would be fun. So I had this little plot of land and I tended to it like crazy. I, 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 I got the rocks out. I raked it. I got the weeds out. I got it all ready. I planted my seeds and I watered it and I watered it and I waited and I waited and nothing happened. And I went out every day. It was really pathetic. I went out every day and I checked it. I checked it. I checked it. Nothing, 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 nothing. And then all of a sudden one day I go outside and it's a day like any other day. And lo and behold, there are sprouts coming up out of the ground. I was so excited. But then the next day came and the squirrels ate a lot of the sprouts. <laughs> and then the next day came and it's like, where'd all these rocks come from? What happened? And then the next day, where'd these weeds pop up? They're choking out the sprouts that are left over. And then I forgot to water the lettuce and the lettuce died. And then it was just one thing after the other. Well, it all kind of culminated in one terrible moment when my beloved husband left the gate open. So I went out one morning and it was an absolute massacre. And everything that had been left behind was eaten to the nub by a flock of deer. Flock of deer? I don't know, I'm a city girl. Anyway, devastating. So I learned very quickly that gardening takes a lot of work. It takes a lot of daily work. And also that I'm absolutely terrible at it. But what I did get out of that season, I didn't get any fruit and I didn't get any plants and I didn't get any vegetables. But what I did get out of this season was when I would read the Bible, it was like I was reading it for the first time. I was reading it with fresh eyes because the Bible has reference after reference after reference that talks about our spiritual growth in this context of planting. And let me read just a few of the many references in the Bible that refer to this growth in our lives as botanical. Psalm 1-3, he is like a tree planted by streams of water that yields its fruit in season and its leaf does not wither. In all that he does, he prospers. Galatians 5.22, but the Holy Spirit produces the kind of fruit in our lives, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. And then finally, Jeremiah 17, 8, they will be like a tree planted by the water that sends out its roots by the stream. It does not fear when heat comes. Uh, when heat comes, its leaves are always green. It has no worries in a year of drought. Does that sound kind of familiar? and never fails to bear fruit. We don't live in a farming community. We live in a Whole Foods community. If I want an apple, I get in my car, I drive to Whole Foods, I pay $5 for that apple, and I eat it. We live in an instant culture. And I think sometimes the temptation is to think that our spiritual growth is gonna happen in that same way. God, I need peace now. I'm just so tormented by anxiety. God, I want community now. I need friends. I'm so lonely, especially in this season. I feel isolated. God, I want joy now. I feel so hopeless and depressed. God, I'm not loving enough. I have such a hard time forgiving people. And the truth is God sometimes does miraculously intervene in those situations. And he may bring you breakthrough or deliverance in a moment. But I have found that more often than not, that that process is a long 
slow, sometimes laborious, sometimes a mundane journey of growing in those areas. And I think God refers to love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control as fruit for a reason, because these are things that we have to maintain daily. We have to nurture daily, water daily, grow daily, but then ultimately we get to harvest and enjoy. Fruit does not grow overnight. It starts as a seed that gets watered and you see nothing for a long while. Then one day you check back on that seed and something has sprouted, but then, oh shoot, there's a rock. I got to get that rock of bitterness out. I got to get that weed of unforgiveness out. I got to get those things that have crept into the garden. I got to get them out. But then guess what? When you do that, that seed, it becomes a sprout, becomes a shoot, becomes a tree. It turns into a forest. And then that forest bears magnificent fruit. And then guess what? Other people get to come and be nurtured in your shade. They get to enjoy the fruit and the richness of your life after you've gone on that daily journey for decades, maybe. So continuing that metaphor, how do you get the rocks out, the weeds out? Where is this source of water? Is it just our effort? Absolutely not. And a few of our team members have already touched on this, but it's a daily time in his presence. It's daily time in his word, daily time in prayer. It's fasting. It's worshiping. It's being in community with other people. We talk a lot at Mission Church about praying and reading your Bible every day. And this isn't because it's some ritualistic thing or, oh gosh, I got to check this off of a box to be a good Christian. It's because these are the absolutely transformative moments. This is the only place where this happens is in the presence of the living God. He is the living water. He actually refers to himself as living water in John 4.10. And that water, it never runs dry. John 15.5, Jesus also says, I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. So your salvation, your justification, you being made right before God, that was in a moment. Jesus paid the price. It's finished. It's done. You're made right before God. But your sanctification, (laughs) this is going to be a journey, a lifetime journey. You may not see the fruit for another month. You may not see it for six months. You may not see it for a decade. Some fruit takes a lifetime to develop. But you know what? It kind of puts this COVID season, this 10 months of COVID into perspective for me because I want it to be done now. But God is growing and birthing something beautiful in my life and I need to give it time and I need to be patient. My muscle of patience is growing. My, my fruit of peace is growing. My muscle of joy, it's growing. And I'm really thankful for what God is doing in my life. So don't be discouraged. The beautiful thing that God is growing in you, it's going to take time. Just keep being faithful. Keep tending to it. Keep nurturing it. Keep watering it. God will accomplish what he's doing in your life. Mission Church, we love you so much. Happy New Year. We'll see you very soon. Mission Church, how good was today? 
Come on now, you got Josh Harper talking about response and posture. You got Shane talking about doing life together. You got Lisa talking about contentment. You got Joe Little talking about the presence of God. You got my wife talking about botanical, meaning how plants grow. I mean, all of them are just so rich with wisdom and just life experience. Here's what I know. Uh, God put together a special team at Mission Church to do something really special. And here's what I wanna invite you to be. This is my inviting, this is my part I learned. I wanna invite you to be a part of it with us. If you've been just watching online, oh, you are missing out. Uh, email uh, our info at and say, I wanna get on the team right when we start meeting because we're about to see something special happen in 2021. We love you. We'll see you next week. Take care. Thanks again for listening to the Mission Church Podcast. If you enjoyed it, make sure you subscribe so you can keep up on our weekly sermons. If you're in the Bay Area, we invite you to come join us on Sundays. You can find all the details on our website at missionchurchca.com. Again, thanks so much for listening and we hope to see you soon.